Today we start line number nine. Hallelujah, line number nine. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you so much again for the honor to look into your word. The Bible says, those who to look into the perfect word of liberty. Well, Father, today we look into the perfect word of liberty. We receive liberty never to be ensnared again. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you will reveal to everyone, every listener, those that are online now and those that will watch later, that your word is true and your word is powerful. And that's all they need. Okay, all they need. Every other agent you use, is they the, the act on the word. I pray in the name of Jesus, that Father, you give us a hunger. Revive the hunger again in us to search for you in your word, to seek you in your word, as your Holy Spirit helps us to understand. Your Holy Spirit, you are God. Show us who you are. Explain to us who you are. Thank you for what you've done so far, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I pray in the name of Jesus. You take, Lord God Almighty, of the fullness of what you still desire and impart in us today in the name of Jesus. Lord, let only what you want done be done. The praise and honor be yours. Holy Spirit, you are the one teaching here. I'm just there for you to use. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, I will not go ahead of you. I will not lag behind you, Lord God Almighty. All I will do is follow. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be liberty in every heart tonight. Liberty in every home, every person that is in despair, Father, will pull them out of that despair. Everyone whose brothers and whose siblings have thrown into the pit of despair and are betrayed, I pray in the name of Jesus, healing will come over upon that person in Jesus' name. Father, bring that person out of the pit where there is no water in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you again. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Whoever it is that your siblings have just betrayed you and you are in pain, please forgive, let it go. Uh, Judah, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Joseph. Okay, it's because you are going somewhere, that's where that has happened to you. So go and study the life of Joseph and make sure you hold no grudges, otherwise you'll be stuck in the prison. So you'll be stuck in the pit, because from pit, you are still going to the palace, okay? So you need to get out of there and don't allow bitterness and unforgiveness make you stay there so today we are considering line number nine hallelujah line number nine if god is good why should bad things happen to good people i hear this so often and a lot of people who don't know who god is who don't understand how god created the earth the concepts the the divine concepts that um sustains um, um earthly ecology both spiritual emotional and physical they have no understanding of it and they seem to look at god and everybody's angry against god nobody's angry against the devil that the devil is doing bad things nobody's angry but just say if god is good then why is all this thing happening all right and they don't want to take responsibility for the way they leave their action and like i said because they don't understand the spiritual ecology of the earth which we'll try and explain today hallelujah praise the lord well, please, I'm sure a lot of you have asked, but God, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm not sinning anymore. I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best, Lord, to live a holy life. I have turned away from, restituted my ways. It's all you, Lord Jesus. Why are bad things happening to me? All right. So if God is good, why should bad things happen to good people? That's one of the lies that the devil peddles. So he says also, he says, why do bad things happen on earth? Okay, and I said, okay, you know, I, I don't know about you if you've been around do any, doing any of those uh, 
um, storms that have uh, hit the United States, uh, tornadoes or, or what do you call it now, um, uh, tsunamis, whatever, um, hurricanes, thank you, hurricanes. Um, it, it's, it's always, people always kind of point fingers at God, like God, if God is good, what are these kind of things? They, they, they see disaster, they see people die, they see properties destroyed, and they say, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Okay, why do bad things happen? And a lot of people have just said, well, there's no need to be good because bad things are going to happen anyway. Okay, and part of it is that they, because they, they point the accusing finger to God, they do not, the devil is convinced them that demons don't exist. So they, they don't, in their mind, they can't attribute the wickedness to demons, neither can they attribute to themselves, human, we humans, but rather point to God because we feel God should be the one, since it's good, he should make sure that everything is good. So he's saying, he says, the lie, lie number nine, says, if God is good, is lie number nine is a question. And that's what he uses in confusing a lot of people. Say, come, sit down here. If God is good, why do bad things happen to good people? Because you see people very, very, I mean, the way you see them is like, these people are very, very, well, they are, they are righteous or religious, as it were. We only God knows the heart of men. And that um, something bad happens, I wonder why, why do good, bad people, why do bad things happen to good people? Okay? And also, why do bad things happen on the earth? Then he tries to convince people and said, look, demons are not real. All those, these things that all this witchcraft they talk about, it's just our fathers all that time is gone, that there are no demons anymore. That's a lie. Demons are very real. They interfere with day-to-day -day activity. Um, in the life of every human being that allowed them, they influence. They try to influence things on earth to um, uh, try to fulfill the bidding and the mandate of the devil. Try to make sure that light darkness is embedded upon the earth as much as possible. All right. So we will go ahead today and to look at this lie. Let's see other forms it comes. Um, well, I, there's no need to see other forms that come really because this one is a question. Okay, so what we're going to do is this we're going to address this question. So, if God is good, why do good, bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen on earth? Then, um, demons are not real. Okay, now let's check the truth of the matter. Five points we're checking out here. The truth of the matter is that there are the night, the night and day where so for you to understand that open your bible now god did not promise us a a life free of troubles there is no place in scripture please not one place if you find one please send it out to me where god says thou shall not have troubles there is no place like that the devil will not he will not bring people's mind to that because it's trying to sell them a lie. God did not promise, promise us a trouble-free life. Did I say that again? God did not promise us a trouble-free life. Okay? Let me see. From even the, the work of creation, we can see, ladies and gentlemen, that a day, Genesis chapter number 1, verse 5, let's see. The Bible says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. 
every day, every phase of life constitutes, um, is made up of rather, or constitutes um, a, a, a day or an, an evening. In other words, day representing the good times and the great times, then the night representing the times that we don't want, which are the times when bad things happen. Um, um, so because of that, we feel, oh, well, life should only be day, 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 day. No. The Bible says from the beginning, God gave us a concept. Try to explain to us how the modus operandi will be upon the earth. That uh, weeping will endure for a night. Joy will always come in the morning. There will be a night, there will be a morning. It, there, there's no, they cannot have all mornings. It's not possible. All right? Because God has, if you check all those verses, verse 5, verse 8, verse 13, Verse 5 says, even our money was the first day. Verse 8, even our money was the second day. Verse 13, even our money was the third day. Verse 19, even our money was the fourth day. Verse 23, even our money was the fifth day. Verse 31, even our money was the um, sixth day. All right? So it's important, brethren. And on the seventh day, you know what happened? He rested. Okay? There'll come a time of rest where there'll be no evening and money. And that's the seventh day. That's when... Um, um, all works are done. So that's either in death or when you um, raptured or when we finally be with the Lord. Uh, for the sinner, it's not a time of rest. It's only those that are with God and have given their heart to Jesus that is a time of rest. Hebrews 4 says there is yet there yet remained a rest for the people of God. So that's part of the rest is talking about. There's a rest we'll obtain here. There's a rest we have from um, um, being on being slaves to sin, being slaves to the devil, and God frees us through the blood of Jesus, and we have rest. We have rest from his oppression, we have rest from his affliction, and we become his tormentor and afflictor also. All right, so it's important for you to understand that God, by design, did not stay say that there will be no trouble or that the earth will not be plagued, okay? Somebody said, but faster, why all these uh, hurricanes? The Bible says, God says, I will no longer destroy the earth um, with water. I said, no, check the scripture. What the Bible says that the, or, or he will no longer destroy the whole earth. Some part of it can still suffer from it, but not the whole earth like he did in Genesis and chapter number seven, seven and eight. Okay, it's the old earth that will no longer go underwater, but some part of it can suffer one and part. So always please check scripture and make sure you quote God correctly and rightly. What he promised was that the old earth will never go underwater again. He will never. Let me quickly show you that. All right, when he was making the covenant after the flood, it was the whole earth. Okay, that God says will never go under water again praise the lord hallelujah um you see that in chapter number nine verse 11 those i will establish my covenant with you genesis never again shall all flesh some it didn't say it didn't say flesh it said all all will not be cut off by water some might go, some will happen, and all will not be covered by water. So even the, the creation from creation, God is telling us that there will be times of challenging times and there will be times of um, rejoicing. The time when we are only going to have absolute peace on earth is just a period of 1,000 years. Okay, and God did not make the perpetual, it's just a 1,000 years. Because the earth is not designed to be like that forever. <laughs> all right? It is when you have the, this earth cannot have it. Okay, that's why God had to destroy it and create a new heaven and a new earth. 
okay it's the new one that will have peace perpetually forever no trouble ever all right that's the new jerusalem and you and i will be there in jesus name can somebody type in jesus name uh, can somebody type a loud amen i say in jesus name none of us here we miss being in the new jerusalem in jesus mighty name hallelujah jerusalem new jerusalem is going to be our home forever forever okay bible says and i saw a new heaven and a new earth and the new jerusalem like the bride prepared for a groom being let down from heaven okay and it was four square in nature hallelujah they give the dimension in jesus mighty name none of us will miss out in being in the new jerusalem in jesus name that's when so this earth by creation from the from chapter one we see that it's not possible there will be there will be day there will be night there will be evening there will be morning okay it is only okay in the new jerusalem which is not this one the new jerusalem will not be this uh, this one will go away the bible says it will pass away with fervent eighth bible says and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away so all this one will pass away with fervent heat okay god will now create a new one which is where we are going to live forever and forever is the new jerusalem and guess what the new jerusalem doesn't have night all right so anywhere you see there is day and night within the system there must be times of trouble and times of joy but in the new jerusalem there is no night because the bible says the lamp of god is the light of it so all we have is day there is no night and because there is day only there is no trouble ever <laughs> so anywhere you are going to have night there must be trouble so within any system anywhere on earth are you do you understand what i'm saying here anywhere on earth within this world anywhere there is something called day and night there must be trouble and joy all right but why there is no trouble in the new jerusalem is because there is no night there bible says there's no night the lamp of god is the light of the city so the light the city is lit 24 7 ever there's no time back back over and over again and there is nothing that can cause any pain or trouble there number two one of the things i'm trying to debunk the lie that he says as a question if god is good why do good things happen to bad people so i've just told you from the design of the earth as far as this earth is concerned okay um then as long as there's day and there's night there will be joy and there will be pain all right then apart from that whenever god needs to god's way of training us god's way of making us who he wants us to be especially after the fall is to allow us go through process okay even before the fall you notice that when god created adam god put him to work and adam began to work why was it necessary to work everything he was going to need was already supplied why he was going to eat whatever but bible says it was to care for the garden god will always leave something for you to do because there is a process it must take you through okay a process he must take you through okay um i don't want to go too deep here let me just stay on the surface Okay, and the process is needed for development. Process is needed for development. Now, some of the times you call terrible times, painful times, are the times when God is taking you through process. All right, God is, the Bible says, He has, He's taking us, He's putting us in a refiner's fire. All right, refiner's fire. The Bible says, Job, Job said, He says, After I've been tried, I will comfort as gold. After all my trials. So, all His trials was to make Him a better person. So, when God wants to develop you, he has to take you through what we call a night period or um, a time of pain. The burden of Duma, he calls unto me out of Mount Seir, saying, Son of man, what about the night? Son of man, what about the night? He says, the night cometh, and yet the morning 
He says, so it will always happen. The cycle continues. So as long as you are going to, God wants you to be a better person, you are going to have challenges. It's as simple as that. Okay? As long as God wants you to be a better person, you are going to face challenges. Psalm 66, verse number 12. Let's run very quickly. I have a lot to cover today. Psalm 66, verse number 12. The Bible says, Thou hast caused men to ride upon our head. The first, whenever God wants to make you great, you will first of all get to a point where he will remove you, your dignity. It's not that he, he humiliates you. No, no, no. He brings you to the point where you no longer have your person. It's about him. Okay, so all the pride, ego, everything that has to do with yourself, God removes it from you and now gives you his own heart and his own spirit. So God wants to empty us so that he might fill us or he wants to empty us so that the, his presence already in us might be revealed. Okay, in totality. It's important for us to understand that. You have caused me to ride upon our head. You've taken us through the water and through the waters and through the fire and you now brought us into a large space. The journey to a large space is not just by sitting down and going through nothing. Before you get to a large space, God will cause men to ride upon your head. You will go through the waters. You pass through the fire. Then you get to the large space. Okay? That's God's way of developing us, going through process. Another thing you need to understand the fact that the word good, good things happening to, uh, bad things happening to good people, good is not what we think it is. Okay, that's another point I quickly highlighted there. Good is what God says it is, not men. Because you know what we call good people? People that don't harm anybody. We, we are not privy to the wickedness of their heart. We're not privy to their evil thoughts. We're not privy to their secret life. We're, we're not privy to some other things. Do you understand? Or we are just privy to, we're privy to the fact that, oh, what we see of them, they are nice people. They are always nice to people. They're always giving. But life is more than that. Good is what God says it is, not men. Matthew 19, 16 to 17. A, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Sir, Master, a good master, he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus first of all corrected before he answered this question. He says, no, don't call me good. Nobody is good except God. So God is the one that determines what good is. So when you say bad things happening to good people, good people to men might not be good to God. See, if it be God, what is right is not necessarily righteous. <laughs> okay? What is right is not necessarily righteous with God. Okay, what is good is not necessarily godly. All right, so God, the way God sees things is different, and we can see from the scripture how He sees things. The Bible says, Men judge with the outer, outer appearance, I, God, I search the heart. That's what God told Samuel when he wanted to go and ordain um, another king in the house of Jesse. Men judge by outer appearance, I, I judge the heart. Okay, um, then point number four is the fact that even the bad, the good, and the ugly that happens on earth, all things are working together for good, especially if you're a believer and a believer who loves God. Romans 8.28, all things work together for good. So the bad is working for your good. The ugly is working for your good. The good is working for your good. Uh, do you understand now that good is what God says it is? So a lot of times what we call bad is actually good with God because it's taking you somewhere. Can you imagine when Joseph was thrown into the pit? I'm sure that's a bad thing that happened. For as far as all of us is concerned, that is the worst thing that can happen to you. Then things got worse still. Then he was sold into slavery. Can you imagine? Somebody was born free. Who is a pet? Who is a spot brat? His father sold him a coat of many colors. From, from, from the slavery, he ended in Potiphar's house. 
and he was there. While he was settling and things were good, getting better, and he took, it seems as though the day has now come. No, he was not, he wasn't living life at the level he was living when he was in his father's house. Suddenly, he, the Bible now says to us, brethren, that uh, Madame of the house wanted to now live with him. And he ran away for righteousness sake. He, he did the right thing, ran away so that he would not sin against God and against his boss. Then they lied against him. Because we, usually we think, when we've done the right thing, then God should fight for us. But brethren, oh no, God held up. They are, God allowed them to send him to prison. And you might say, Abba, but God, I did the right thing. Why am I being sent to prison? Do you understand? Why am I being sent to prison? Why am I, I did the right thing. I, I, why am I, so, why, why is righteousness painful? Oh, brother, no. God is working together for good because the people that will get him to the palace are in the prison. They are not in Potiphar's house. Are you listening to me? When God is working and he's taking you somewhere and it seems as though what is happening to you does not seem to um, be the reward for righteousness, for the right, right decisions you've taken, you, for the right steps you've taken. Brethren, don't worry. You better trust God. God did not say you should understand him. He said you should just trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. Okay? So what we're saying, brethren, is the fact that it's a lot of times what we call bad is actually good. It's working together for good. Hallelujah. Finally, number five. Now, there's a need for us. I haven't said all this. There's a need for us to differentiate the works, the workings of God, the negligence of men, and the wickedness of the devil. Now, please, this is very, very important. A lot of us, a lot of people miss out this. Okay, so if, if bad things happening to good people, please, a lot of times, what we call bad thing uh, is not bad because God is working. What we call bad things is bad because men were negligent. What we call bad things is bad because men gave room to the devil. Are you listening? Let's quickly read these two passages, Mark and chapter number 13. Please, you have to differentiate. In, in dealing with this lie, you must know which one is um, as which which bad or which which um, evil is a consequence of of man's negligence or is an allowance of God or it the wickedness of the devil because men have decided to give him room. Are you listening to me? Uh, Mark and chapter number nine, nine, 13. Mark 13, Mark, sorry, did I say Mark? Matthew 13, hallelujah. Matthew and chapter number 13. Open your Bible very quickly. We need to read this and we'll get to the last one. Matthew 13, Matthew chapter number 13. I'll read verse 24 to verse 30. Please, three factors, God, men, and the devil. Which one is the workings of God? Which one is the negligence of the devil? So it's not everything that is God is working together for your good. There are some God did not allow. There are some that came about due to our own negligence. There's some things men are supposed to do that men did not do. Okay? There's another one that is due to um, the room that we give the devil. Okay? You see all that in this passage. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. I'll read very quickly. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, 24 to 30. The Bible says, um, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, 
his enemy came. So we see three characters there. Number one, the man, if you read the interpretation in verse number 36 to 43, number one, the man, he who is God. Number two, his men, okay, who sleep, who slept. God did the job. He gave, put it in care of men. Men went to bed. When men went to bed, the devil showed up and now also sowed bad seed in the field. Okay? says, when men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tears also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears then he said an enemy has done this there are something that is uh, god it is not even allowed by god but because we were negligent the enemy came and took advantage let me explain this to us it is there are some responsibilities that god has clearly said is his there are some others that are yours if you if you are negligent in doing what you are supposed to do let me give you a typical example the bible says if you are willing and obedient you eat the good of the land in other words if you're in the land and you're not willing in other words you're not willing to walk with god you're not willing to be to be prosperous you're not you're not willing to be useful in the hand of god and you are not obedient to mandate you cannot eat the good of that land okay pray from now to next year the scripture is very simple it's clear the condition is if you have will if you are willing and obedient not just willingness willingness is not sufficient okay some people are very obedient but they are not willing they want to they are obedient to god but they don't want to be rich okay but god says if you are willing and obedient you are willing to eat the good of the land for the sake of the gospel and you're obedient to god bible says you will eat of the good of the land okay so it's not everything that is from that is allowed by god do you understand i give you a typical example if on getting to potiphar's house if joseph now decided he was going to sleep with potiphar's wife do you know what will have happened uh, what will have happened is there will have been at least the minimum is that there will be a delay in the fulfillment of the promise not because of god god's timing cannot be shifted but because man had become negligent obedience is key in walking with god jesus told the disciples he said wait he stay here in jerusalem now because a lot of you are saying oh you are quoting old testament let me give you the new testament jesus told them in acts one stay here in jerusalem don't leave okay until you are endued with power now guess what brethren that was the instruction of god if they left Jerusalem before the Holy Ghost came, they would not have received the Holy Spirit at the time they received the Holy Spirit. It's as simple as that. Why? There was a clear instruction. Remain in Jerusalem. Have you noticed, ladies and gentlemen, let me show you one of the... Do you know the word remain simply, simply means don't do anything for now. Be in a state of inactivity when it comes to ministry, taking decisions, doing things for God, anything that has to do with ministry, suspend for now until the Holy Ghost come, come, until the Holy Ghost um, um, shows up. But guess what? They did one thing, and people, well, a lot of people don't take note of that. They did one thing that ended up in an error. They did one thing before the Holy Ghost showed up. They ended up in error. And that's the fact that they elected somebody to take the place of Judas before the Holy Ghost came. So they died. that one was done by political election. And that's why the right person, because I, I want to believe that office was preserved and reserved 
for someone that was even yet to be saved. If they have only waited for the Holy Ghost to speak to them, they will have known that, Lord, leave the office free for now. The person that will occupy it has not come. The person who will write 13 books of scripture, he has not yet shown up. He's not even yet saved. He's your persecutor for now. Hallelujah. But they did that. There was no way they would have done it in the spirit. They didn't have the spirit yet. They did it in the flesh. The guy they picked, Matthias, he was never useful. We never even had, never mentioned again in terms of doing anything in the gospel. Are you listening? There is a clear instruction. There is a working of God. But it's not all workings that are workings of God. It's not all allowances of the night that are allowances by God. Some are negligences of men. And then finally, some is just the pure wickedness of the devil. Let me tell you how that works. Man can allow him. And above all, the ones, the people that allow him most, most, uh, most of all are Christians. If you live in a territory and you do not bring your territory under prayer cover, in other words, you don't pray for your city, you don't pray for the leaders, you don't pray for your, um, um, your, your councilmen, you don't pray for your MPs, you don't pray for your um, um, mayors, you don't pray for the people in, in authority, your president and blah, blah, blah. You are actually leaving the devil to have a feel because all you think is that your territory, your Christian territory is just you, yourself and your family. That is very, very myopic. And that's why, brethren, you, you see, the war outside will always find its way in. Because as long as outside, Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. For you will prosper that do it. You will find peace if Jerusalem has peace. And that's why a lot of Christians, that were with the Christianity that only limits your, 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 your influence to your family and blah, 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 is, is a, it's, it's a wicked one. Brethren, we are meant to take charge. Take charge of cities. If you leave your city, uh, I told my wife once, some, some, some people were trying to get into election here in my city, and we we're about electing another, let me not mention, and um, some guy who, well, who doesn't really, 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 really believe in God, and they, obviously the policies are going to be, I don't know, whatever, God knows better. But I told the person, I said, not under my watch. That person will not enter the office. It is not possible. Not under my watch. But brethren, if nobody does nothing, the guy will go in. Brethren, when we pray, we make things happen. When we don't pray, God cannot do anything. Are you listening? So if you leave well, the running of the city to just God alone and that God's will will be done. No, God is, God's will is done when a man prays. And that leads me to the next question. Our time is running so fast. That leads me to the next question. If you are enjoying uh, the study so today, please, can you just like and love? Let me know you're enjoying the study and it's, and God is making sense to you. So, so please take note. There's the workings of men, the negligence of men. From where I've said, the Lord planted. Man was supposed to keep watch over it, but man slept, negligence. Then the enemy came and so tears the wickedness of the devil. Let's look at lie number 10. That brings me to lie number 10, which is the last lie. This is the terrible lie the devil tells every believer. Only Christians are the ones that he lies. This one, this lie is for Christians. Born against spiritual believers. This lie is for born against spiritual believers. Guess what the lie is? God is in control. That is a lie. Brethren, that is a lie. God is not in control. 
Are you listening to me? God is not in control. The devil is the one telling all of us, God is in control. Do you know what that does? Because you feel God is in control, and well, without you praying, God is going to put the person he wants in power. Okay? Because you don't pray because you just believe God is in control. So you do nothing, no activity, nothing at all. God is in control. Say, oh, uh, let, let me, let me, let me. Let me, this one is very interesting. Now, I try to explain it. I'll put that line in different forms. He says, uh, this is, he said, don't fall for this. Don't fall for all these lies. Now, whatever happens to you, it's God's will. That is, God is in control. So anything that happens to you, that's how God wants it. That is a lie. That is a lie. I've told you there are three, there are three um, points of, there are three determinants. Number one, the will of God. Number two, negligence of men. Number three, which is man's input in this equation. Then number three, the wickedness of the devil. Wickedness of the devil is a very, very constant, present, um, um, uh, uh, <laughs> present door waiting to happen if allowed. Are you listening? The wickedness of the devil is a presence waiting to manifest or happen if allowed. Hallelujah. Who can allow it? Not God. You. So it is not God. It is you. The Bible says in the book of James, brethren, do not err. Don't give room to the devil. That's what Paul said. Well, that's what James said, rather. Elder James. Brethren, do not err. Do not give room to the devil. Why? You are the one. It is not God. You are the one that can give him room. I told you before in this, in this if you are if you are part of this, our study group, Explore the Word, I've told you many times. I said, for God to walk with you, he needs your permission. For the devil to walk with you, he needs or walk against you, he needs your permission. It, you are the one that is the center. And until you allow or disallow, it's who you allow or disallow that happens. So if you're in a city, now guess what? Let me show you what I'm talking about because a lot of us just feel automatically God's will will be done. Automatically, um, the person he wants in power will enter, will get there. Brethren, a lot of, when it comes to power, forces are at work. And if we do not suppress the force of darkness and exalt the force, the, the force of light, darkness will get there. And we'll keep getting there and we will now be struggling and fighting and saying that they are working evil. Brethren, we could have done the right thing by making sure they don't get there in the first place. The Bible says, for you to understand that God is not in control. The Bible says, God said, <laughs> God came down in chapter 18 of Genesis. Let me explain this to you. This is very getting interesting. Genesis 18, God came down. He came to visit um, Abraham. And after he had uh, lunch with Abraham and blessed Abraham, gave them a promise of a child within, within the time of a life. And when he was about to leave, the Bible says, and God said, um, um, I will not hold back from Abraham what I'm about to do. I will tell him what I'm about to do because I see that I will become a great nation because Abraham was his friend. So God opened up to Abraham and said, I'm going to Sodom. I'm going to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Ah. God now says, Abraham now says, ah, sir, you can't destroy the wicked with the righteous. If there are 50 righteous people, will you spare the city? God said yes. <laughs> God said yes. In other words, brethren, 50 righteous people will tell God you cannot do it. Are you listening? But because there's no 50, judgment must come. So, see, wickedness, oh la la, the Holy Spirit help me here. 
Judgment does not come on a place because of the presence of wickedness. Judgment comes on a place because of the absence of righteous representative. In other words, if righteousness is not represented, destruction will come. And so, if something is wrong with our society, it is us we should ask ourselves questions. Are we living right? Do you understand? Because it is righteousness that exalts a nation. Okay? Sin does not bring down a nation. Mm -mm. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin makes sure there is decay. But righteousness, if sin keeps saying there is decay, there is decay. Once there is righteousness, everything is exalted. Are you listening? That's why the Bible says when the righteous is in power, the people rejoice. Why? Righteousness exalts a nation. So when you don't do anything about it, judgment now comes. We will now say, why does good things, bad things happen to good people? Who are the good people, brethren? You and I, you and I who have become negligent in what our kingdom responsibilities, praying for our society, praying for our community, evangelizing, witnessing, telling folks how much God loves them and making sure that the devil does not reign in our cities. Brethren, it is our responsibility. So the devil tells us, oh, whatever happens to you is God's will. Ah, no, it is not. Brethren, don't forget the three cardinal factors. It is not. Oh, go and find out. Is it God's workings? Or is it my negligence? Or it is this. This is purely the work of wickedness of darkness. If it is wickedness, you know how to deal with it. If it is your negligence, repent and align. If it is God, brethren, rejoice. It's taking you to somewhere great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Second one, when he says, happenings on earth is how he wants it. Now, happenings on earth. So that's another, that's what the devil says. I'm just interpreting that same lie. God is in control. I'm bringing out other, other, other ways he goes about it. Happening on earth is how God wants it. Brethren, I've heard a lot. Somebody called me and said, well, we're in the last days that everything is going to get bad. I said, no, but it's not going to be a free fall. The fact that everything will go bad does not mean that everybody should go to hell. It's not going to be a free fall. Some people will be saved. Some, some people will need to be revived. Okay, we're not just going to sit down and say, well, the Bible has said so. Yes, the Bible says so. In the last days, the love of men will ask God. In the last days, men will be lovers of self. But also, the Bible talks about a revival. The Bible talks about the people coming in a harvest of souls. The Bible talks about this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached all over the world. We are not going to stop preaching because the, uh, the, there's going to be a plunge in character, a plunge in values and culture. There's going to be a plunge into wickedness. It's not going to be a free fall. There is a part we must play. We must keep preaching. We must keep telling the truth. We must keep standing in. Even if the truth is not, is not popular, it, it's not supposed to be because we are living in a time of decay. What am I saying? Happenings on earth is not how he wants it. And I'm going to explain it. Now, number three, he also says you cannot change things. Accept your lot. He says, well, this man is the God, the husband God gave me is a wicked man, but that is my own cross. It is not your cross. God did not give you somebody that can be changed. Are you listening to me? There's nothing that God created that is absolute in nature if you if he gave you if what the, what you seem to have is brethren and you are sure it's god who gave it to you brethren there's there's gold in that thing there is gold what you are seeing that rubbish you are seeing there's gold <laughs> are you listening if it is not god if you are the one that picked yourself human negligence 
Okay, go and repent. You and God will go and sort out that part. I can't go there today. If it is the devil who gave it to you, I don't know what to say to you. And I only say, God will help you. That's all I can say. But brother, if you are sure it's God who gave you this guy, who gave you this wife, and suddenly the person has gone crazy, God won't give you what is what is not good. It might not look great at the beginning, but brethren, if only you do what you are supposed to do. There is a digging you need to dig. There's gold in that person. God will always give you gold. The Bible says, the gift of the Lord make it glad. It doesn't, it doesn't bring sorrow. That's the gift of God. So if it's not giving you gladness, that will make you glad is still inside. There's still a part of you have to dig. Keep digging. Don't stop. Hallelujah. Says you cannot take things except your Lord. He also says, there's little or nothing you can do about what is happening on earth. I've answered that. You know, there's this um, song, Ki Sera Sera. What, 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 whatever will be, will be. Uh, I don't know whether you remember that song. We, they used to sing it. There's one, uh, one, um, one popular song. Oh, song, I think. Ki Sera Sera. What, what, what will be, will be. And you know, then I think Bungozi Ikwe um, in Nigeria for that he says, What's gonna be is gonna be. That is not true. That is part of the lie Satan said. <laughs> What's gonna be is not gonna be. For us, the part of the just is like unto a shining light. Brethren, that we are a children of purpose. It's not what our life is not left, left to um, happenstance and chances. What's gonna be is gonna be. Oh no, oh no, oh no. I can decide. Brethren, you are the one that decides your seasons. You are the one that makes your times are in God's hands, but your seasons are in your own hand. You are the one that can determine when harvest comes. It's a matter of when you sow. You can sow in prayer. You can sow in giving. You can sow in um, investing your time. Whatever it is. It you, so if you don't sow, the Bible says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arm, poverty will come. You can decide you're not going to do anything now and you don't, don't expect anything great in future. Grace doesn't cover that. It says it is expected that through your, your faith, you are going to walk. Faith is walk. So it's not ki sera sera. What's gonna be is gonna be. That is a lie of the devil. Hallelujah. Finally, as we wrap up this series, let us see what are the things we have to think about. Creation mandate. Now open your bag with me. I want us to look at all of this together. Think on these things. I'm, de I'm now debunking that lie. God is, he says, the lie says God is in control. God is not in control. God only has control where he has been given control. But then, then PK, who is in control? You and I are in control. Hallelujah. If we don't give it to God, he doesn't have it. Hallelujah. Let me show you. He cannot, he's not someone that, he cannot force himself on it. He cannot. Not by his own design. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 28. Are you listening? Genesis 1, 28. <laughs> Whatever will be, will be. That song, the lady said, when I was a child, I asked my mom, I said, what will I be in future? Will I be a princess? Will I be rich? And the mama and the mom that said, Kisera Sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future is not for us to know. That is rubbish. It's from the pit of hell. We know the future. I know your future. The Bible says, better is the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. Your future, your tomorrow is better than your today. I can tell your future. I don't have to be a prophet. I just need to open my Bible. I can tell your future. The part of the just, Romans 4.18, is like unto a light. It shines brighter and brighter. You will never have a better yesterday. That is your future. I can tell your future, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell your future. The Bible says they grow from strength to strength. Every one of them that appears in Zion, as you keep fellowship with God, you become stronger and stronger. I can tell your future. 
Mark the perfect man. Behold the upright. The end of that man is peace. I can tell your future. Not by prophecy, but by the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory. So it is not key, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. That is for them. It is not for us, brethren. There is no key, Sarah, Sarah here. There is scripture, scripture. There is word, word. There is word of prophecy. Sure word of prophecy concerning your life, ladies and gentlemen. Don't sit down and accept anything. Oh, no. No, no. Your life is not a mistake. It happenstances and circumstances cannot determine your life anymore. You are now a vessel. Bible calls you a battle ask in the hand of God. For others, it can anything can happen for you oh no sir it is working together for good every step everyone calculated divinely by god if you allow him and let him be in control that's why we tell you whenever you live in disobedience you are taking control from god do you know what obedience does obedience says lord i am submissive to you i admit you are my controller that's what obedience is that whoever lives in obedience has given god control for such a person god is in control but brethren for a lot of us god is not in control you keep living in disobedience god is not in control he's not God will come and save people we are not praying for. No, it will happen. Members of your family, intercession. Keep telling them about Jesus. There must be deliberate work. God needs to respond to something. Why? Here is not in control. Let me show you that he's not in control. Chapter number 1 and verse number 28, Genesis. Are you listening tonight? Chapter 1, 28. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Bible says, now listen. Let me read from verse 26. The Bible says, now listen carefully. Don't, I know you've read this scripture many times. And that's why we miss the key things sometimes. Because we're so familiar with it. But this time, I need you to read it as though it was your first time. The Bible says, and God said, let us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over everything upon the earth. Are you listening to that? Are you listening carefully? Now listen, brethren, please don't miss out some things. Do you, like, from that scripture, we see where God decided to draw the line for himself. And we see where God decided to open up man. Are you listening? Where he drew his line is where man started. As far as the earth is concerned. God says, let us make man. That is where our own job finishes. As far as this earth is concerned, our own job is to create the earth and create man in our image. But we are not to have dominion over the earth together. God did not say, let us make man in our image and let man and ourselves have dominion upon the earth. No, he doesn't. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Oh no, he gave it to you. Man. And that's what we lost to the devil. That's what we lost. And that's why God could not come back to just come and collect from the devil. He gave it to man. And that's why God needed to become a man because only man can take it back from him. Are you listening? God. Listen carefully. I say it again. God said, let us create man in our image. So in our own likeness. And that is where his own job ends. As far as this edge is concerned, to create, put it in place, then he gave man the authority. He didn't say, let us, along with man, have dominion over the fish of the sea. That dominion, he, God did not share it. He gave it to man alone. God doesn't have it. He gave it to man. God doesn't have it. He gave it to man. Let us give man, let him have dominion. 
So the dominion is man that has dominion. As far as this earth is concerned, is man that has dominion. And that's why when the devil stole that dominion from man, God could not take it back from him immediately. It's not possible. Why? It was given to man. Only man can take it back. That's why God had to become man in the person of Jesus Christ so that he can come and collect it for us. Number two, proof that God is not in control and that if you don't do what you are supposed to do, it is not automatic that God will intervene. Matthew chapter number 6 verse 10. You know the Lord's prayer very well. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is not done on earth automatically. It is a prayer. <laughs> Are you listening to me? It is a, if it is if it's done automatically, there's no need to pray about it. But it is it was Jesus that told them to pray this because it is not done. So God, why God will have us here is so that His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven because it is not automatic. Then let me explain ownership and rulership. Ownership, rulership of the earth. God is the owner. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and everything in it. But God is not the ruler of the earth. He became ruler after he became man, took the key of death and hell. That's now when he became ruler. But the moment he left and went to heaven, he needed to rule through some people. That's you and I. So Jesus can't rule anywhere where he doesn't have representation on this earth. I have to stop there because of time. I think I've taught you on desire, determined will and desired will before. These are all proof that God is not in control. God desires that all men will be saved, but not all men will be saved. <laughs> so it's not automatic. The fact that he wants it does not mean it's going to happen. As far as this earth is concerned, though. oh no. Why? Well, from creation, he created a boundary. I own it, but I don't rule it. I own it, and I give you to rule on my behalf. And guess what? Do you know if God owns it? Do you know there will come a time on this earth that is the Antichrist that will rule? I pray in Jesus' name you will not be here. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. When Antichrist is ruling, you will not be here. You will not miss your first flight. You will not miss your flights in the rapture. In the name of Jesus, somebody type in Amen, a loud Amen. Okay? For you to know that God is not in control. The, the Antichrist will come on this earth and he will rule. Okay? For seven years, he will rule and his government will be absolute and there's nothing anybody can do about it. <laughs> it's not even God. <laughs> Why? He, from the beginning, he had said, he had ruled. But Jesus will now show up, all right? Come tangibly again, just as the man has showed up, and he will come with all of us, tangibly. We will all come in the body, and we'll come back here. Then we'll now come back, because only man can rule this place. It is for us to now be, when we get to the new Jerusalem, it will not be this body anymore, a glorified body, and we'll live forever and forever and forever. There's no trouble, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
What a wonderful series we have had. Hallelujah. Oh, can somebody help me praise Jesus and thank him? I wish I had time to flog number 10 and number 9 so well. But I'm sure you understand what God is saying. It, it, the word of God is true, brethren. The word of God is true, is real, is glorious. So, brethren, if God is not in control of your family. You are the one in control. Okay? And he wants to walk through you to control it. So, God needs you to walk through you to control. All right? Hallelujah. Okay? So, if you don't pray for your city, the, what the devil will want to happen? Why? Because God is not in control. He has put you in control. All right? So, take territory. Don't forget, when he was leaving, remember the story in Luke 19? The Bible says a man was going to a far country to go and obtain another, a kingdom. And he called his servants and he gave them talent. And he said, he said, rule until I come. Take control until I come. Occupy till I come. In other words, control this space. Because the people in the city refused to bow to him. And he couldn't do anything about it, so he had to leave. But he gave his authority to this his servant. And he told them, clear mandate. Take control of this place until I come. Occupy. May God give you grace to occupy. Give you understanding. Give you the spirit and the anointing. Open your eyes of understanding. Enlighten you and empower you. Brethren, all we need is for the Bible to come alive in our hearts. And brethren, the devil is in trouble already. Please, we need to, let's connect the dots. Uh, questions, please. Send in your questions. Next week, I'm going to deal with questions only. But I have just one day for questions. So all through next week is just questions and questions only. You can send your questions now. Even if when the meeting has ended, you can still go and type it out and leave it there. Or you could hold it up until um, um, the, 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 until Tuesday. But I would rather that you send it in so that at least we can group because we're going to have many questions. We've talked about 10 lines. We're going to have many, many questions. And please be practical. If there are some things you will need advice on, how do we go about this? How you've already been ensnared by a lie. How do you get to work out of it? How do you make things better? You're already in a precarious situation. You can't get out. How do you make the best of where you are? Things like that. Okay? The devil will no longer take advantage of you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. It's been my joy to bring you God's word and... Um, we really thank the Holy Spirit for helping us with this series. We really thank Him and give Him praise. Um, and brethren, it is just Him only. I just was just being a vessel. Okay? Alright? So please, don't uh, send in the questions. The, that, that's very, very important. There's a lot of things that the teaching itself can cover, but it will, those, 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 um, very key areas and gray areas show up in the questions and we can attend to them the lord bless you significantly the lord uphold you significantly and don't forget it is not sarah sarah key sarah sarah what will be will be uh, now for us no our own is praise praise to god the path of the just like unto a light shines brighter and brighter onto a perfect day keep shining saints God bless you real good. Shalom. Love to all. Amen.